This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey, everyone. Topic number two today with our expert, Greg Dickerson. How you doing, buddy? Doing great, Michael. Who wants to be a millionaire? Exactly, exactly. I don't know what it is about the first of the year. Uh, lots of people are throwing out goals and Instagram is full of it about people saying, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a millionaire. And I hear it so often. It now makes me cringe. Because mm-hmm. I believe being a millionaire is the wrong goal, right? Becoming a millionaire happens if you have the right goal, but I believe being a millionaire is the wrong goal. And I thought I would just talk about that with you and, and debate that because maybe I'm just wrong. Well, you know, number one, what does that even mean? Is that net worth? Is that liquid? Yes. You know, net worth. Uh, is a, it a net worth yeah. millionaire? Yeah. So that, you know, that can mean, you know, almost nothing in today's terms. And, you, you know, you can do very little with it. You know, here's the thing to remember for everybody listening, you know, any fool can make a million. It takes a genius to keep it. Ah. So when you think about millionaire and you think about net worth, you can't spend always your net worth. Um, you can't take your net worth to the grocery store. You can't take your net worth, you know, well, you can take it to the car dealer because they'll give you zero interest for 72 <laughs> and 96 months now. And pretty soon, probably 20 years, you can finance a car, you know, yeah. they're getting so expensive. But net worth versus liquidity are two very different things. So me personally, my goals have always been liquid, not net worth, mm. liquid. So I knew that I wanted to get to a point from a liquidity standpoint to where I never had to do anything again, never had to worry about paying bills, you know, all that kind of stuff. That was always my goal in business you know, from a, from a, you know, financial standpoint, not net worth. Yeah. Again, folks, a lot of people say they want to be a millionaire that equates to uh, net worth. And what I really break it down to is um, balance sheet versus income statement. And again, part of that's probably because my undergrads in accounting, my master's in economics, I get it right. Maybe my mindset goes that direction, but the balance sheet is probably the least important financial statement of all of them, because it is the one that can be fudged, right? It, you can it make can. it look however you want. Pretty much, right? I mean, right. If you were to go home and do your balance sheet, you get to decide what your car is worth, what your tchotchkes at home is worth, what that picture is worth. I mean, if you really want to get nutty, right? You can assign values to things that are inflated. And I actually bring this up because I just read today that Prince, right? The the singer uh, who passed away, I think a couple of years ago now, mm-hmm. uh, his estate, his... um trustees undervalued his estate by 50%, which obviously makes the IRS not happy. Uh, so, I mean, again, the balance sheet is something that you can tweak. And again, it, you you can't pay your bills, generally speaking, with your balance sheet. It's just the wrong goal. And- yeah, and it depends on, you know, what you're doing with it. So, you know, you can make it look however you want from your own viewpoint mm-hmm. in terms of what you think, but then you have to submit it and you have to sign on it you know, validating and verifying it to financial institutions if you're going for a loan. So if you fudge it there, well, you know, that's bank fraud and, you know, um, those types of things. But here's the real thing. Okay. And we kind of, we hit on it a little bit in the last segment, you know, um, markets are made by supply and demand. Something is worth, anything is worth what somebody's willing to pay at any point in time. So equity and net worth are only 
worth what somebody's willing to pay for that asset at that point in time. So, you know, net worth is assets minus liabilities, right? Exactly. So that's why my goals in business and in life have always been, you know, liquid. Okay. So when a company, you know, you're talking about, you know, gross revenues, expenses, bottom line, net profit. Okay. Um, that's the only thing that matters in a business. What's your net profit? That's what it's going to trade on, trade on a multiple of EBITDA. It's going to trade on, you know, some businesses will trade on a multiple of sales if it's not profitable, if it's, you know, one of those customer-based, you know, businesses uh, in terms of building the network, you know, in the customer base. But at the end of the day, it's all about liquidity. It's all about net worth. You know, balance sheet's great. This can go to nothing overnight. Mm -hmm. um, real estate, you know, literally lately, you know, can be affected overnight. If interest rates all of a sudden just shot up tomorrow, it's done. You've lost all your equity. And I, it happened to me, you know, in 2008 and nine, I had, you know, I don't know, 10, 10 million plus or minus in equity and properties evaporated, literally evaporated overnight. Yeah. So, you know, net worth really doesn't mean a whole lot. You know, it's all about liquidity. Yeah, for me, yeah, liquidity's liquidity is uh, is the word, and and for me, what people have to focus on is the income statement, right? If you're if you're new in these words, you don't know what they are. Go look up a balance sheet. Go look up an income statement. So for me, what I believe most people want when they're saying they want to be a millionaire is they want financial freedom, right? They want to mm -hmm. be, like you said, they right they want to have the ability to pay their bills without having to work or or, or right. those things. So what I would what I, people. You gotta have you gotta change the goal because if you have a target that's wrong, you're 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 going in the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, for me, it's it it is the income statement, and most importantly, it's you know income. Then you have taxes. Everybody pays. It's your net income. Then there's a net income number minus your fixed monthly expenses. You know, rent, mortgage, all of you know, car payments, healthcare, all of that. And then what? I, there's something I call freedom dollars, right? Those are the dollars that are left over after all of your monthly expenses. And that's the dollars you get to play with and invest. But where freedom comes from and what people should target for is whatever that monthly nut is, call it 3,000, call it 5,000. What you need to do is you need to build an income stream that replaces that nut. Because once you get there, you're free. I don't care if you have a $10,000 net worth or a $10 million net worth. If you can cover your monthly expenses via other ways, life is easy. Yeah. And that's really the key. I mean, that's what everybody should start with. And, you know, whether you're trying to exit a career or, you know, set yourself up for retirement, you know, you've got that monthly income goal you need to think about. Just like a, if you sat down with a financial planner, I mean, that's what they do. They ultimately look at how long are you going to live? You know, uh, realistically, what are your expenses going to be and how much are you going to need on a monthly basis to sustain, you know, the lifestyle you want to live? So you got to think about how do you want to live? What, what kind of money does it take? You got to factor inflation into the equation and, and figure it out from there. So that's one way to do it is to look at that. Okay, I need to replace that monthly income with assets that pay me, forget equity, assets that pay me, or I need a liquid number. I need a goal. So if this is the number it takes to sustain me for the rest of my life, then boom, that's the number I'm shooting for. So those are the two ways to really- So, let's, so let's play with that just uh, for example. Let's say you need five grand a month. How, how would someone go about calculating the minimum liquidity number they would need? Is it, you know, is it five times a hundred? Is, I mean, is, is there a formula you would use or how, how big is, how, how do you know it's big enough, a liquidity goal? How would you do that? So, you know, you, re, you reverse engineer, you know, the same thing in terms of an investment portfolio. So you would have to say, okay, if it's 5,000 a month, you put it into, you know, um, there's little financial models and sure. spreadsheets that you can you can download where you plug that in. It'll add for inflation, it'll factor in taxes, add, add for inflation, 
you know, um, and then it'll forecast it out over a number of years. And then mm-hmm. you can say, boom, you know, let's assume I'm just going to use it. I'm not making any money. Right. I'm just going to put this in the bank, zero interest, whatever, because you want to assume you're not making any money on it. Yeah. It's just a number that you're going to, you know, savings you're going to just reduce from. So that's kind of how it works. You know, it's just a yeah, kind of the four cash flow. That like the four, is that like the four percent rule? I right? get get to a big enough number where you can extract four percent of the value for the for the rest of your life. That kind of number. You know, I've never heard about any rules because okay. it's just it's just different. You know, and it depends on how many years. So I think it's yeah. just a okay. You know, it's just a compounded equation that you can easily you know put into a, you know yeah. a calculator. Understood. So, folks, what I would what I would tell you is if you know we're sitting here now, January fourth. Not sure when you will watch this, but. If you've put out a goal that you want to be a millionaire, um, I would at least strongly recommend you turn that into kind of an income goal or a freedom goal or, you know, sit down with you and your significant other and go, how much do we need every month to be free? Yeah. And you just compound it. So if it's 5,000 a month, you know, 12 years, that's 60 grand a year for 20 years, that's 1.2 million. You have to factor inflation in there. So, you know, what is that, you know, Yep. what is that valuation? So uh, I kept it much more simpler and just, you know, said, Hey, here's a big number that I know will work. <laughs> I'm, you don't have to say, it, but I'm going to ask anyway. So when you were 20 or 25 years ago, what was that number for you? Was it one, five, four? That no, was 10 when I first started. So back in 1997, ah, okay. when I started out with my company, I wanted, I wanted to get to 10. Wow. And yeah, I figured once, you know, if I could get there, it's all over. But then once you get there, yeah. it's just like, Oh shoot. You know, <laughs> what enough, do I do now? Know? <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, you can go through, you know, it's yeah. hard to imagine, but you can go through money pretty quick. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. So that, that's amazing. I've but never that was the original goal. That. 10 million okay. liquid in the bank. That was my, when I was building everything I was doing, I was like, that's what I was focused on. And then how often, just because I'm curious, how often did you look at that? Was that like once a year when you were meeting with your accountant? Was that once a month when you were going over your books? I mean, I can get the target, right? That's, that's the mountaintop. But how often did you look at the mountaintop or did you just keep your head down and kept going? Yeah. I mean, it was pretty regular. So I had a plan. You know, okay. I had a plan for it. I'd looked at all my businesses, investments, and, you know, I knew how it was going to get there. And, awesome. um, you know, so just like my businesses, I mean, I looked at a break even sometimes weekly, you know, in terms of what that business needed to do, what the expenses were, what the sales were, all the different companies, you know, my real estate investments, you know, and, uh, you know, I utilized vehicles that were, um, that are tax deferred. Yep. So, so that was easy, you know, nice. just as deals were compounded that just stayed aside and just were compounded. And then I had income coming from the businesses. Mm. So my income was taken care of from the businesses. The investments were compounding in self-directed Roth IRAs, you know, yeah, that are owned by a trust. So don't go look for me and go find them. There you go. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. Well, this has been a lot of fun. This will actually feed into episode number three. Thank you very much.